Hi, I'm Patty. I'm Kim Michelle. And I'm Jill. Welcome to our podcast. It's a great day to talk. Because honestly, what day isn't a great day to talk? So join us in our conversation. A Great Day to Talk is brought to you by St. George Design. Offering complete website design, social media management, search engine optimization, Google and Facebook ad management, and many other digital and print marketing services. StGeorgeDesign.com And by Richardson Brothers Custom Homes, third-generation builders who have been building custom homes in southern Utah for over 25 years. They will take your dream home from concept to completion. Contact RichardsonBrothers.com everyone. I am Kim Michelle and I'm here to welcome you to a great day to talk. I'm so excited to have you join us. I'm here with my great friend, Jill Burkett. Hello. And my equally great friend, Patty Richardson. Yay! And we are so excited to welcome you to our next episode of a great day to talk. What number? 22. Uh, mm-hmm. Episode 22. It is our 22nd episode, and we are super excited today because we have a fabulous guest who I love and adore since I changed her diapers. Oh, <laughs> and, we love that. Uh, I know. I, um, so today's guest is our good friend, Bree Rutledge, and she is not only a prolific reader, but also a prolific writer. She is uh, majored in English uh, at UVU, so she has her bachelor's degree in English, but she is the host of a podcast called Brief, where she is um, summarizes books, talks about books, talks about the deeper part of books, and it's available to everyone on all of the your favorite podcast platforms. Um, her web- website is uh, Brief dot com briefpodcast.com spell it b-r-i-e-f because she keeps it brief there you go Mm -hmm. there you go yes like the Um, underwear brief brief (laughs) yeah like Mm -hmm. white briefs yeah Uh better oh i'm Uh sure i'm sure brie loves being compared to you're welcome white underwear Mm -hmm. you're welcome Mm -hmm. well that's what i do keep it brief Brief, like keep it tight, snug yeah. it up. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. like a snuggie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. poor Brie, poor Just Brie. Like Sorry, Brie. <laughs> but also, Brie is a fabulous um, surfboarder behind a boat at Lake Pouts, or one of her favorite places, one of her favorite things to do. Wow. She loves musicals, and I had the opportunity to go to New York with her four years ago this month. Um, and I tagged along and invited myself and invited her mother to come as well. Good for you. Yeah. Well, she yeah, let us. Right on, yes. girlfriend. She probably didn't feel like she had a choice. Well, <laughs> but that's on her, not on you. She has traveled the world. She has a wealth of knowledge and a deep understanding of all things. And, and also, she's absolutely gorgeous. She's I gorgeous. Just add. Gorgeous, yeah. gorgeous. Mm-hmm. From day one. To yeah, be honest, I have. Aww, a, I love that. Love, Yay, I love my Brie. Love my Brie. Today we're going to talk about books. And I love that Brie Rutledge's podcast. Brief. Yeah. So welcome, welcome, Hello, Brie. I've never felt so flattered. I feel flush. All things true. Probably the conversation around the briefs too. That probably. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, you're welcome again. <laughs> well, it's actually a statistic that men should wear snugger briefs. I thought that affected the sperm count. Well, after you don't need the sperm count, you don't want to let it drop out because then it, it's like it's sagging, you want to like you want to lift it up, kind of like breasts. Okay, now I'm sorry. Brief. <laughs> well, I'm like, do, ball, do balls sag like boobs? Yes, do? I think yes, yes. I think that. So you like? Getting to. Do we want suspenders or <laughs> snugger briefs? I don't. I think suspenders would work. They would hurt this way. Excuse or me. This I do not way. know what happened Sean, here. I do not Sean cringing mm, over there. I do <laughs> not know what happened to this conversation. <laughs> we've lost oh, our. We've lost tech. our producer. Yeah. <laughs> don't know what has happened here. Sorry. We will pull ourselves back yeah. together mm-hmm. just a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Fine. Fine. So, Bree, what would you want to tell us um, to give us kind of a little bit of a taste about who you are? I mean, about we've given, who I am. Yeah. We've given you, we've Patty's given the taste. audience our taste of you. <laughs> you may want to clarify and give us your, your kind of introduction of you. 
Well, Patty is always going to say nice things about me because I'm her niece. So <laughs> I think I was favorite <laughs> on a pedestal here. Yeah, I don't know how I could beat that. that. I will say everyone asks me when I talk about my podcast, why I named it brief. A lot of people bring up the underwear thing. <laughs> and then <laughs> a, a lot of people We're tell me original. I should do that as a swag option. Mm-hmm. Brief, uh-huh. Brief. Yes. Uh-huh. Um, but since I'm marketing to high school students, it feels a little inappropriate (laughs) to do underwear, Mm, but I chose brief as the name because it's a noun an adjective and a verb. Mm, And it's also just, it's a self-fulfilling word. It's brief, Mm -hmm. right? And it's brief. And it's yeah. free. I didn't ever think that, but yeah, that's always something that. Do you think too. high school kids know that it's a noun, an adjective? Do you think they know that, that it's all those parts of speech? Uh, probably not. No. Right. Okay. I'm just checking. <laughs> You're probably a hundred percent correct on that. Right. Free. Exactly. Yeah. Having experience from this school year. But you give Hello. them multiple options. That's right. good. That's a mm-hmm. multiple choice test right there. So the, uh, all of the above. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. All exactly. Above. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so tell us a little bit about your podcast. What got you started? Um, I know you're an English major and where did you want to take that? Uh, why did you start your podcast? What, what inspired you and, and what do you love about it? So I graduated in English and I wanted to be a professor And so I got into grad school and then I didn't go (laughs) to grad school. That sounds hard. And, um, yeah, it just sounded hard. It was far away. I didn't, I just made the decision not to go, but I knew I wanted to maybe teach someday. And I got this idea because when I was in high school, I didn't have smartphones yet. And instead of, you know, reading the books that I was supposed to read in high school, I would read, you know, a summary online, like most kids do. Mm -hmm. And I decided that there should be another option. And a podcast just seemed really easy to summarize the books that you have to read in high school and make it just easier to understand and more fun, I guess. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And brief was really the only name I ever thought of. And I started it about two years ago and it's, yeah, it's really fun. I just summarized, I made a list of all the books that are, you know, the top 100 books we read in high school English. And I went from there and yeah, that's what I do. Great. Bree, tell me what you think, who do you think is your optimal audience? High school students for sure. Okay. Um, I made a TikTok, which was very outside my comfort zone. I feel mm. a little too old for that. Mm. Um, but <laughs> that's where too. high school kids are <laughs> and they, you know, love my videos, I guess. But yeah, high school students for sure, because the way that my podcast is set up is I do kind of an overview of like the author and the book. And then I do each chapter summary and then I go in depth on the themes at the end of the podcast. Mm-hmm. Cool. I, I want you to know that I, um, I, I'm teaching of mice and men right now. And I pulled up your podcast and showed it to the class. And then we listened to the beginning of it. And I told them you're welcome to listen to this podcast. I want them to get the information. I would love them to read the book because then I think it's great. But I was hoping that maybe if they listen to the podcast, they would inspire. Oh, I, Really I want to read the whole read. book because yeah. I want to know how this connects. We're going to be writing literary analysis and we're going to be, we're going to be listening as a class to the themes that you talk about, because I know you go in depth. Right. And, yeah. I mean, that was my goal as well, because I love reading, but even I in high school didn't read the books. My teachers told me to, for the most part. No, I watched and, the movies. <laughs> so, yeah, sorry, yeah. Mrs. Hazen. I read every single solitary of course, book. Of course you did. Of you, course did? you did? Oh, wow. I no. did too. And I even signed up for an extra class called Novels, where we she had a full block schedule class to just read. I was lying, but Jill's telling oh. the truth. <laughs> <laughs> I would do that now. I would I, sign up for that right now. Yeah, yeah, right. I think yeah. a lot Not of people high post high school well, would totally and do I, that. The and truth. I tell yeah. my students too, I'm like, hey, I wasn't a big reader in high school. I didn't know reading was for pleasure. I thought reading was for a homework assignment. Yeah. So I didn't know that I would get involved with these characters. And then sometimes when I finish a book, I'm all, well, now I lost all those friends. Kind of sad. Yeah, I'm it like, is. It's like a breakup it every is time. Like a breakup. Yeah, very good. And they look at me like, wow, you're a nerd. 
I'm like, I know, but I wasn't a nerd until my 20s. You could be yeah. a nerd now is what we're saying to them. You too can be a nerd. Yeah, yeah. but if I could be a nerd and look like her, Oh my God, right, right. That's a whole different conversation. That's why I think it speaks to that generation in a different way Mm -hmm. than if I said it to them because (laughs) they don't want to be a nerd like me. They might want to be a nerd like you. So yeah, I just need to, I want to- It's a different voice. I want to show them the TikToks. Tell me about your TikToks. Is it a minute long? Tell me what you're doing. So yeah, their TikToks can only be a minute. I guess they changed it recently to be three minutes, but- um, most of them are, I've found they usually like them when they're funny. Um, I get a lot of views on funny TikToks and I also do like a book in 60 seconds, which obviously is not a thorough <laughs> summary. A summary. You're not, you're not going to pass the plot test. Right. <laughs> summary exactly. test. Yeah. But yeah, I usually do just something related to books. I try to stick to the ones that I know are read in high school, but then like I did one about all of the books that give the female perspective of male dominated Mm -hmm. stories. And that one really, everyone really loved that. And so that's why I made a huge list of all of those books um, on my website and things like that. Just kind of like if you do something funny or about feminism or, you know, something like that. TikTok really loves that. Away from the, the traditional aspect yeah. of it. Brie, are you right. talking about your section um, that has a list of books related to the female perspective? Yes. I love this list. I love this list. And I have been going through it and looking at some of the pieces that you have on there. And I am just like, I wish I had every minute of the day to read. I would just work my right. way through. A lot, a lot of these I've read. A lot of these I've read. Yeah. Lot read, of these yeah. I've read. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, yeah. and, uh, Book of Longings. Book of Longings. Song yeah. of Madeline. And, mm-hmm. you know, the, the what was the one? The World's Wife. Those, uh, they're fantastic. They're fantastic. Mm-hmm. And so I just love that you have this on there for high school students who traditionally get just, you know, maybe we've got the... Uh, white male authors, the traditional pieces, you know what I mean? I'm so loving that we're getting more female voice out there in literature. Yeah. You know, girls are constant, females are constantly reading pieces that come from a protagonistic, um, protagonist being a male experience. Mm Mm-hmm. And I, I, I work really hard at finding pieces that come from a female's protagonist experience. So it's not so it's more balanced, more equal. So I love that you have this, the Dove Keeper. Oh my gosh. So fantastic. I love that you've, oh my gosh. And a novel for um, Zelda Fitzgerald, Z, one of my yeah. fans. Oh, and Paris Wife. Like oh, you've I got love the yeah. Paris Wife. And yeah. Lilac Girls. Girls Lilac Girls. List mm-hmm. is amazing. Yeah. I love it so much. And I would totally recommend this to any of my high school students to There's check a book out. on there called Wide Sargasso Sea oh, that sweet. is the perspective of the crazy wife in the attic in Jane Eyre. Ooh. Oh, that's very good. Oh, that go. is real. I'm looking for it right now. Yeah. And what and was it called it again? It's called Wide Sargasso Sea. Okay. I don't. Oh, I don't is. even there know is. if there you is. spoke yeah. English. Was that she English? did? Yeah. Wide. The word wide. Okay. And then yes. Saragasso. Oh, okay. Oh, and then okay. the word sea, as in mm-hmm. ocean. Oh, yeah. S E A. Okay. Saragasso Sea. Okay. Wide Saragasso Sea. Wow. My favorite though is called Circe. I think is how you say it. Yes. That's exactly how you say it. I love Greek mythology so much. Right. And. This is like a side character. I don't know if she's in the Iliad or the Odyssey. I don't know which one, but she doesn't really have a voice at all. And she's a witch Uh, and she's like banished to this island because Zeus is afraid of her powers. Anyway, so she gets like her own story and it's very good. Yeah. Mm, I need to read that one. And that author's done like three, right? Maybe two or three. Yeah. The Song of Achilles is also really beautiful, but not a female voice, obviously. Yeah. Same, same Minotaur as the Minotaur that caused uh, Hubris and his father to fly into the sky and Hubris to get too close to the sun. Yep. Ah. In in Circe, she tells the story of her sister, who was also a witch, who was married to a king. I forgot what king it was, but she cursed him so that his uh, semen turned to snakes and spiders because he was cheating on her. 
Mm. And so <laughs> any good woman would, right? Yeah. You know, this is this stuff is so important. And it's part, you know, it ties into for me at least the book that's called Cassandra Speaks, which I know yes. you yeah. had on that list. Yeah, yes. Patty recommended your auntie it to me. told yeah, me that she's it. yeah that she recommended it to you, and they talk about like the the woman of Troy and how that whole thing started and Daedalus and Odious. And I'm just, I love that you've created this list. That's so, I mean, it's just really fantastic. And it hits so many genres, so many, uh, centuries of writing, so many experiences. So, well, and it's just so interesting. It's a perspective I never even considered, mm -hmm. right. especially with the book right. of longings. Mm -hmm. Did you read, did, were you able to read a book of longings yet? Yeah. Yep. Oh, yeah. Powerful. I, I need to listen to that again and I read it and now I want to listen to it because it's a different way to experience it, but it was hard. Yes. There's some hard stuff for sure. Yeah. Mm. But a perspective when I tell people, oh my gosh, you have to read a book of longings. It's the story of Jesus's wife. If yes. Jesus had a wife, this is her story. And most people are like, oh, did he have a wife? I mean, it's just something nobody thought of. And I just love that someone did and wrote about it. Well, and it's yeah. Suma so, Kid yeah. is oh. amazing when it comes to writing right. around. Well, yeah, Bikes Secret Life so. of Bees and yeah, yeah. Mermaid so Chair and yeah. I'm so sorry. I'm going to quit talking. No, let Brie no, talk. No, 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 it's all good. That's I just want yeah. you to know how Women much talking, I love that's this what list. happens. Mm -hmm. Love yeah. this list so much. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good list. The one I'm most excited to read next is the perspective of Tituba in the crucible. <gasps> I haven't We're read it yet. We're starting that this week. Yeah. We're so what is, what, what is that book? Tituba. It's called I Tituba, like I mm -hmm. comma Tituba. Yes. Okay. And it's just her perspective of the, the whole thing through, like yeah. the crucible I am story it up right because now. we're starting that in a couple of weeks that's so, we're starting so yeah. my how class, can yeah. you teach both of those to your language arts classes what, what would you suggest would you suggest reading both or at least having enough information about her perspective to say okay let's talk about this in the crucible yeah i think it just i mean reading both would be obviously a lot to assign your students but i think even talking about the perspective, because I never thought of that thinking yeah. through this story through Tituba's eyes. I never thought of that before. And so even just now looking back on, I mean, I did not like reading the crucible in Mrs. Lowe's class in Pineview. <laughs> we we're not going to tell her. Mrs. Wait, Lowe, we're not going to tell okay. her. And let me ask a quick question, Brie. Did you guys read it alone or did you read it as the play? We read it alone. Okay. Okay. And I didn't like it, which right. is surprising because I've always really liked witches. Sure. But when I reread it as an adult for my podcast, I'm obsessed. I love it. I feel I'm the same just going to record that one piece and take it out and, and then play it over and over, over and over again, over again in my class every it. day over and over you saying when that. I read it again I loved, <laughs> I loved it when it. I read I was it again obsessed. Oh. and the kids yeah. are like why would you read a book twice because, <laughs> because it's a soap opera don't you yeah. agree well, it and, really yeah. is mm -hmm. and I yes. think ages and stages like your your mindset at 16 and 17 is so different than even 25 and then 30 and 35 and I think we can read books over and over again and get just get something different about it just different right. from it right which Even going to read the Scarlet Letter again oh, as an adult, yeah. I was mad. I put it off for so long because I didn't want to have to read it. I was like, why, why are we still reading this book in high school? And then I read it and I got it. Yep. Mm -hmm. Like Life I love experience. Scarlet Letter. Yeah. When you read it as an adult, it just hits so well, differently. And I think. see, for me, I just love the movie Easy A. Oh, me too. <laughs> I love that movie. Right? So I don't. So for any of you who yeah. need to know, that is the modern take yeah. on the Scarlet Letter, yeah. starring. Oh, Emma my Stone. favorite Emma Stone. Emma Stone. Emma Stone. Love her. There you go. Mm -hmm. And sometimes that's all it takes is mm -hmm. the retelling to get you connected to the original. Mm -hmm. And sometimes that's all it takes. And that mm -hmm. I think that's I think that's okay, right? Mm -hmm. However you get there, is okay. I think. Well, so. that, we've talked a lot about that. We, we were originally probably all book snobs where you had to read the book and oh you couldn't dear. listen to it. Because when people say to me, oh, I read that. And then they're like, well, I listened to it. And I'm all, oh, so you just listened to okay, it. You listened. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you didn't actually read it. So stop saying that. I don't think that anymore. 
How are we get the information? I know. Okay, so let me try not to. Bri, I want to ask you a question related to that. What is your take on on that books um, in a non traditional form versus you know pulling it up to your face and smelling it, and then or listening to it? That was a good smell sound. Yeah, what what is your take? Obviously, like you have your podcast called Brief. So tell me your philosophy around that. Well, I personally only read physical books. Sometimes I will do an audiobook if it's nonfiction. I have a really hard time doing audiobooks that are fiction for some reason. I also really like marking my books. Yes. So mm-hmm. yeah. I'm kind of a snob in my own way, but I think no matter how you get the information is great. Here, which here. is why I think my podcast is great because sure, they're not reading, but they're still getting the information, still understanding the concepts and ideas that we're trying to get them to learn in high school. And then hopefully listening to, you know, someone like me who is passionate about these books will inspire them to want to read the books themselves. I love that. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. What themes, um, do you think maybe we should be discussing, that we are maybe hesitant to kind of delve into in high school English you mean yeah Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. or even even as a society even in maybe book clubs or what kind of themes do you think maybe we're a little hesitant to approach that maybe we should believe in ourselves enough to actually approach Yeah, I think it's interesting because when I first started this podcast and I went through, you know, researching all the books that we read in high school, I made a list and I did all of the statistics and I found out that, you know, 80% of them were written by white people and the majority of those were men Mm -hmm. and white women had a pretty good representation, but it was mostly white men. And then from there, it was, you know, minuscule amounts of percentages that these minority groups had. And I think it's interesting because when we started, you know, high school English curriculum, those classics that we call classics, they are all white people because that's what was being published at the time. Sure. And it's from what I understand, I know some teachers have a lot of freedom with the books that they choose to teach, but a lot that I've spoken to don't, they're Mm -hmm. given a list that they get to choose from. And it's been the same books we've been reading for the past 70 years, right? Like the Scarlet Letter. Yeah. And I think it would be really awesome if we could change that, uh, to include obviously more people, you know, authors of color and marginalized groups and things like that. I think we're, I think a lot of students could benefit from, you know, minority students having their experience represented in the classes that they go to through the books that they are being taught, as well as, you know, students who are not minorities reading those experiences of minorities. I think that is like a huge theme that could really help. And not just high school students. That could be part right. of book clubs all, oh, all over. For yeah. sure. Mm-hmm. Well, really, yeah. our classroom really is just a, a larger book club. Right, for right. sure. But yeah. I mean, for I like adult, adults need that. Uh, exposure exposure as well Mm -hmm. especially in a in a homogenized community Mm -hmm. do you have do you have a list of your top two or three books that you would love to see on that list for high school students do actually have I have a a very long list um but a few that are my favorite one of my favorites I read in college it's called Clotel C-L-O-T-E-L by William Wells Brown and it's actually the are you nodding because you know yeah, the book? I do, no, but you yeah. recommended that book Hotel. to me, and I, I don't know why I haven't read it yet. I just so, I'm going to do that tonight. I'm going to read it. it. Was you're going to read, read the whole, the whole book, book tonight? I'm going to start it and finish it gonna tonight. Pick it up and Patty's going to call me in the morning and tell me what. Yes. It was report. amazing. I'm going to say, book you know report. what? I'm going to do I'm going to do a book report, and I'm going to do it on a hanger, and I'm going to hang little characters. <laughs> and after I read it, then I'm going to do that. <laughs> I'm looking it up right now. C-O-L-T-E-L. Yeah, so it's called Clotel or The President's Daughter by William Wells Brown. And it's actually the first published novel by an African-American author. Yes, I remember you telling me And he was a slave. And it's kind of a 
it's a fictional story about Thomas Jefferson's children that he had with his slave, Sally Hemings. Mm -hmm. That's interesting. It's super interesting. But one of the most interesting things I learned about it in college is that about 30% of the book is plagiarized. (gasps) And I mean, you could argue, right, which I did in my college essay, that he uses this idea, like he's actually plagiarizing this and he uses plagiarism as a way of problematizing the idea of like property and ownership because he was a slave. And so he kind of uses that in his novel to problematize that idea. It's a very good book. That's a twist right there. Mm -hmm. Interesting. And your position is? My my position is that he, I absolutely think he did it on purpose. A lot of you know, scholars came out saying, don't read this book because it's plagiarized, but I think he did it on purpose. And that I think that purpose is important, I guess. His point was Mm -hmm. to do that. Right. Was the author a slave? He was. Yeah. Okay. I I thought that's what you said. Okay. Okay. Why am I not finding it? C-O-H? Sorry. C-L. C-L-O-T-E-L. Clotel. Okay. Oh, there we go. Your second. Your second recommendation would be my second recommendation would probably be the brief wondrous life of Oscar Wow. Oh, did you say Wow? W A O. Wild. I did. Oh wow. No, it's it's right. It's on like because I think of Oscar Wilde, and then I'm like, she said Oscar. Whoa, 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 or wow. I say wow. I don't know. It's W A O. I've always said wow, but Mm -hmm. tell us about that. The author is uh, Juno Diaz. And so basically it's this story of this kind of chubby kid named Oscar Wow, who is Dominican, but he moves to the United States and he doesn't, he's kind of like a nerd. Um, he's obsessed with like sci-fi and fantasy books and doesn't have any friends. And it's just goes through his life. Minus the (laughs) moving to America part. (laughs) Same. Stop. You can't. Um, I can't. But he basically, it's just about his life being an immigrant in the United States and what that means being a Dominican in America. And it's it's really, really good. Wow. I just added that to my list as well. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. And if you do you have a third, maybe? Yes. So my third is a little bit tricky because the author has had some sexual assault allegations against mm-hmm. him. Okay. Which makes it really hard to recommend, but because of his work, I think his work is also really important, but the book is Flight by Sherman Alexie. Yeah. And he is Native American Mm -hmm. and this book is, I think, really good for high school students because it's sort of young adult Mm -hmm. in that genre. It's very short and easy to read, but it's... Basically, it's about this boy who is half white, half Native American, and he travels back in time to different people. So at one point, he's like a Native American chief fighting white people. At one point, he's a white general. And it kind of just goes through him trying to figure out what that means to him being half white, half Native American. Right. And I think it's it's really awesome. That's- yeah. I've and I think he's too. the author of, I can't remember the name of the book, but he, the main character is Native American and goes to another school. He's a cartoonist. True Diary of the Part-Time yes, Indian. I think true it's a diary of the Part-Time Indian. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Which some teachers teach, and I've seen that on a few lists. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I've added those to yeah. my ever-growing mm-hmm. list. Mm-hmm. I appreciate hearing what you think about those, Brie. Yeah, I would love love to bring more diversity into the classroom. I think really one of the things I feel most challenged about is finding literature that can get approval across the board, quite honestly. Um, Not just in terms of the concepts, but also more critically in terms of language yeah. that mm-hmm. seems to be the it's a sticking point it is in our a sticking for sure. point yeah yeah um you mean like swear, swear words, words. Swear words. a mm-hmm. singular square swear word mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. is interesting because when i was a sophomore i remember my teacher making us read into thin air 
Oh, and yeah. John Krakauer. Yeah, went, yep. yeah she mm-hmm. went through Powerful and book. sharpied out every, every single, single word. Every single word. Censored was the book? Yes. Yeah. yeah. They used to do that. I okay. have the books. This we, is my we problem in my that. classroom. There needs to be self-censoring and that really, like, that's not anybody's right to do that. Right. In someone's book. Yeah. But wow. that that is such the dilemma then. Do you deny the entire book? Right? The power right. of that book. Do you deny the power of that book, which is so powerful? Um because of a word. Because of the yeah, that the word language used yeah. five or six times. Right. Or do you allow the book and you take the word out? I'm it's such that in and of itself is a whole discussion that should right. be taking place. Mm-hmm. Kids need to self-censor anyway. Like that's, yeah, walking that's down important. the hall, all the YouTube videos, Netflix, everything that you guys are, not you guys. I'm not talking, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know who I'm talking to. Those kiddos in to, that genre. When I talk to teenagers, I, I just say, you're bombarded with information. And so... One of the things we all like to talk about is how to critically think about the information that we're given, right? right. And right. then at that point, they need to self-center. I'm teaching of mice and men. There's a ton of swear words in it. And I talked to them about that. And I said, you could just squish past them if you want. But this, the reason this is a, a John Steinbeck is a naturalist. He wrote, he was a tell it how it is. He wrote about social issues. He, what can, what do we know about these characters by how they speak? Right. It's not, it's not for shock value at all. No, it's it is, how they spoke. This it's is not gratuitous. Uh-huh. Yes. It is, this uh, is part of their natural This language. is how we create characterization right. as well. Right. I think to us, I think it's interesting that we always try to protect high school students as if they don't know those <laughs> swear words, you know? Well, they're it's in like, the hall, but the parents right. aren't in the hall. That's right. the thing. Right. So I, it's But it's the same belief tricky. that parents have where, you know, if we don't, talk to our kids about sex. They won't have sex. Oh, wait, what? 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 Yeah. Wait, what? what? Teenagers have sex? <laughs> I better, they better not. Bree, what? <laughs> not on my watch. Bree, you're a hundred percent correct because yeah. the, the more we don't talk about it, the more we deny it. Right. That mm-hmm. becomes the issue. Yeah. Well, and there was this weird um, idea, I think, that if we talk about it, that means we're condoning. And that's not the case. Yeah, we're promoting. Give the facts. Here's the facts about everything. And we still are a state that doesn't do that. Right. Yeah. Um, whatever and we it can is. And we can get in trouble if we do. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. And it's I, a, I it's get hard. I get to push the boundaries in my AP psych classes with that. But um, with language arts, I... I'm always doing a few disclaimers about what we're talking, what we're reading, yeah. and especially with advice. And, and men. I had, you know, I, it, I, in, when I was coaching debate, I think I had more um, leeway mm-hmm. and I was given more grace in that curriculum. Well, yeah. Than I was in, in some of the, than I would say in English. I right? think it right. was because language arts. Part yeah. of it is that it's understood it's that national debate topics come from national. a source away from, from the state. And if the kids are going to participate, then they have to be able to participate on a yeah. national level. Mm-hmm. There's so many tricky things, especially around reading. And Brie, I just think it's fantastic that you um, are recognizing and seeing and sharing that you've got teen followers that you can share these novels with. I mm-hmm. totally agree. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. absolutely. Yeah, it's, it's really fun to be reading all of my comments on my mm-hmm. TikTok and things like that because I, most of them are just students requesting me to summarize a book for them. But then I get a lot of comments that are like, I listened to your podcast for Of Mice and Men or Jane Eyre mm-hmm. or whatever book it is. And it totally helped me pass my yeah. class or yeah. write mm-hmm. my essay and all that. And or it probably just, gave interest it. for them to actually get yeah. into it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm very clear that I'm going to need to watch all of yes. your uh, <laughs> podcasts on anything that I'm teaching yeah. so that I know if my students are simply regurgitating what they've heard on your podcast, uh, which, which, I, which I really them. appreciate. <laughs> right. But I'm now going to have to be very, very clear. Mm-hmm. Well, that. and if I was any high school student and I followed Brie on TikTok, Instagram or whatever, I would believe every word she said. <laughs> totally. Because honestly, look, look at Brie. I know, but what a fun way. Listen, if yes. I'm going to tell them, 
watch how she does a 60 minute the 60 book second. report. A oh, 60, 60 second, second. Mm -hmm. book report. Good Can you imagine and that 60 is, minutes? <laughs> uh, no. And that is going to be one way that they can do a book report for me. Oh, yeah. That would be yeah. so fun. Wouldn't that be mm -hmm. fun? That's a good idea. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's how they can do a 60-second book report. Well, and it would be grid. a great assessment. The flip grid. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It is yeah. flip grid. Um, I wanted to talk to you about... Um, your thoughts um you had mentioned uh, I, did i butt in front of you i um, no, i was just yawning again not sorry because i'm tired but because i'm really it's an ongoing yeah. release it's an over daily here. yawning yeah. for a week uh -huh. now so mm -hmm. so i'm sorry jill um I'm Patty, and if you're not watching, you know my voice. I Jill's just wanted to yawning. point that out. Jill's yawning. Kim Michelle's sitting here, and I'm talking. Um, and not because I'm tired. Sorry, Brie. Uh, wow. That's okay. This We're boring. Is... I get it. No, no, no. no, no, no talking no. about books. Totally not. Mm -mm, this um, is my passion. Brie had mentioned, uh, we, we asked Brie a few questions um, before we got her here so we could talk about some of the things she wanted to talk about. But one of them was... Why are we still teaching books that we've been teaching for 70 years? And I wondered, what books would you have us not teach? Not teach. Interesting. I'm Okay. That's a hard question because I can see the importance and the reason that they're classics, especially rereading them again as an adult. Like I said, I totally get it. Why the Scarlet Letter is a classic. Mm -hmm. I think... There are more modern books and even books by authors of color who give the same concepts and themes as The Scarlet Letter. So while I do love The Scarlet Letter, there are books like that that I think we can get the same themes from, from authors that are not, you know, dead old white men. Would you ever be interested in taking our list of classics and pairing it with a contemporary contemporary piece, piece Absolutely, that we yeah. could go, okay, we're not going to teach a mice and men today, but we're going to teach this. And it gives us the same similar idea, but in today's theory, because it is yeah. hard. Like I, I spend a lot of time with background knowledge before we read the book on a mice and men, the kids aren't, they don't know what the depression's like. They don't know what um, it's like to be a nameless wife. Curly's wife isn't even important enough to be the name. Like she's right. she's the saddest character for me. Yeah. Um, and then what, how were mentally ill people treated back then? So we do all this background knowledge before we even get to the book so that uh, it makes sense. What kind of book could we use instead of a Mice and Men that would be, this is what we're doing today. I'm not asking you to on the spot tell me but is that I, am, I, yeah, am asking I mean that. I don't know uh, oh, no, Kim, I'm not Kim Michelle's asking. asking I'm not she is <laughs> but is that something that we could do a little juxtaposition and I only say that word because I like it it's I love that cool. I try and want to sound smart I try yes. and fit that word in whenever I can yeah, yeah. kids stand love it. I love that word mm -hmm. I'm like oh well let's just juxtapose it <laughs> and every time I say that Abby's like my daughter she's like you just had to say it didn't you yeah don't. because it's and I'm like oh let's do this word. and she goes don't say it don't say it <laughs> I'm like juxtapose Juxtapose. Today I said Juxtapose. recidivism. <gasps> oh, wow. And That's a great word. Yeah. Too. And I said to the students, I'm saying recidivism because it is a smart word and I like to say it and I'd like everyone to say it again. Yeah. We all said recidivism. And then I said, what does it mean? And then they went, wait. Then uh, they I said, no, no you tell us what it means. <laughs> yeah. And then you said, uh, uh, come back around. <laughs> Oh, that's exactly what it means. I, oh, no. I said, we'll circle. We're going to circle back to that. Yeah, you got it. Oh, good. Example, oh, good. example. Anyway, is that something that would be an uh, interesting link? So if I clicked on, like, if we went to briefpodcast.com, mm -hmm. which is Bree's podcast, and, and my friend Michelle has um, posted on our live Facebook, I'm writing down these titles, and I want to tell Michelle, you don't have to write them down because you can go to briefpodcast.com and you can look at all of the titles that she's um, talking about and then all of the list of female perspective is Authors? it a, a whole yeah. other folder yeah. that mm -hmm. you can um, listen to so you it's don't have to write the blog them down piece. yep it's on yep. your blog piece and sure. I linked briefpodcast.com last night on our Facebook to warn warn people <laughs> alert <laughs> excite be warned. be warned breeze on our podcast um but um would that be something interesting to you to do 
Could you do that? I would that? love to do that. Yeah. I would love for Absolutely. you to do that and not me to do that. Yeah. Gosh, <laughs> yeah. I'm just thinking, Patty, you're like uh, asking for free service. Here. I am. 100%. Yeah. Li- I, everything I do is for free so far. So. Yeah. <laughs> no uh, anybody doing a podcast has <laughs> learned that. Yeah, okay. Actually, it's, it costs money. Yeah. It's yes, exactly. <laughs> and it might not even be instead of, it might just be a great comparison contrast between here is the original partner. Mm-hmm. And here is a the contemporary yeah. version. Which could be a cool assignment in a class to totally. have half the students read one and half read the other. Absolutely. And then come mm-hmm. together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In fact, I've been looking for some of those and I found a couple on some um, literary versions that we can do a contemporary piece to to go with it. But it's kind of hard if you're the one trying to do all the reading. Oh, so yeah. to be able to partner with someone as well-read mm-hmm. and as more diverse than myself right. in literature, that would be mm-hmm. huge. But to be, give kids a modern day to go with um, a historical, more historical piece of literature that contemporizes that piece of historic literature and grounds them, kind of anchors that more traditional literature, I think would just be so powerful for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. More connection for sure. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. They they definitely need to figure out or recognize how does this relate to me? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, are those elements that when you, after you've summarized, I know you talk about themes. Do you ever mention, um, what was it? Connections? What was that that you just said, Kim Michelle? It was so fantastic, and now I'm trying to connect. Contemporary connections? No, 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 no. no. Anybody help? Nope. Nobody's got it but me. Uh, Okay. I still want to help you. (laughs) No, because we were talking about how things things connect. Three old ladies get together. How things connect to (laughs) between oh, like your Beowulf comparison, Kim Michelle, your sister. Uh, Michelle's sister, Kim Michelle's sister, Stephanie, just mentioned like your Beowulf comparison. What is she talking about? Stephanie. Yeah. Uh, Stephanie, we're going to need more uh, explanation. Um, Houston, we have a problem. Um, Clearly, I missed half of my questions, so we'll come back to it another day. But I have another thing. We just jotted down some stuff. Um, Did we talk about what themes in books should we discuss? We we talked about the female perspective, but that was mm -hmm. the other. That was it. Okay, themes, and in addition to themes, how uh, what are the connections that we make to those things? Yeah, definitely. I especially when doing 1984 or Animal Farm or any political novel, I always go into what it means today. Doing 1984, I did it last year, and it was super interesting to. It is do the lives. themes and it is in lives. the year 2020. Ah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, mm-hmm. I definitely do that. It's okay. a little bit harder when I do books like Frankenstein. <laughs> I can see which why. <laughs> I do not like. No, I can't get through that one. And I'll be honest, I've been I, teaching for a long time. It is tough. It's tough for it me. It is my most, request, most requested book. The comments I get on social media, everyone asks me to do Frankenstein. And I'm like, why are we still reading Frankenstein? Yeah, because she's brilliantly crazy. Right. Honestly. And I do respect that a female wrote it. Right. Uh, Boy, it's tough. Yeah. How about this one? Um, Into Darkness. I have never read Into Darkness. Oh, really? (sighs) Well, then we're we're throwing down the gauntlet right there for you. I'm just going to say don't do it. Do I need to read it? No. I don't Uh know. Is anyone still teaching it? Well, it's in our library. It's in our library. I like a, a set to teach. Yeah, it's a tough one. For yeah, sure. it's tough. Wow. Not that it's tough, that it's just, anyway, long mm-hmm. story short, there are a lot of contemporary pieces that could replace some of those very, yeah. definitely. Very mm-hmm. The problem heavy. is finding a contemporary piece that, that is stylistically has the similar. language mm-hmm. that will be acceptable. Acceptable. Mm-hmm. Um, right. I, um, I think everyone should read. Lord of the Flies, and I also think everyone should read Of Mice and Men, if not only to get um, oh. context in different shows. There's a Friends episode that mentions um, when 
Chandler, when when uh, Joey gets the duck and he's petting the duck and holding the duck and loving the duck, and Chandler's like, "Easy, yeah. Lenny." Oh yes, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. And you don't get yep. that I unless mean, you have. If those, you have if the you reference, had that reference, mm-hmm. and and I reference Lord of the Flies all the time in it's my psychology fantastic. class. Yeah, especially when I talk about Zimbardo's um, prison experiment. Given the right, you know, are we is it a bad barrel or bad apples? Yes. Given the right circumstance, right. would we? How would be we turn? Ralph or would be would we be Jack? How would we turn? Yeah. How will never we go? know until and we're evil, in that piece. Evil's a, the fine line between good and evil, and. And I think those are really important themes. And I know that's another male, male perspective, author. Uh, author, and there's not even a female in the book. Right. You know, but even well, then. Not, not one. The not popular one. Survivor reality series is really based off of Lord, Lord of, of the, the Flies. Flies. It really oh, is. The Every whole, reality series You know, is. the whole reality dog series eat dog. of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, dog exactly. Dog. That's that whole even, yeah. even Love Island? Yes, even I, Love Island. I don't watch Love Patty. Island. Even Bachelor, Love Island. Bachelor mm-hmm. <laughs> Bachelor for sure. <laughs> I hate yeah. all those things. Oh, and wait. even my sister is conch and back all in. the contestants are the There you go. Right, yeah. right. There you go. The bachelor is the conch. <laughs> or the head on the stick. The oh. pig head. Yeah. No, that's the one that's been kicked off. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because mm-hmm. as soon as he's kicked off, then it's all piggy. trash talk. You're piggy. Right. Yeah. You're piggy, oh, you're piggy, piggy, you're piggy. Poor piggy. And oh. let's not even talk about physical piggies. Yeah. Oh, um, fakes. But my sister did come in and give us okay. some, yeah, more mm-hmm. background. Yeah, because Beowulf is probably the beginning historical of the true epic hero, Odysseys. right? I mean, it is yeah. the beginning of all hero epics Mm -hmm. from the beginning of time and i have found a re um writing a beowulf Mm -hmm. and it's it starts out like yo dude that's the beginning (laughs) that's amazing it's amazing and it's written by a woman oh who is the first translation but it's got language in it that i know you're going to get well, some pushback. Yeah, mm-hmm. we'll have some pushback, which just kind of breaks my heart because how many more people would be engaged by the story of Beowulf That's if it was right more relatable mm-hmm. in that way? So I will take excerpts from it and we'll do some comparison. Mm-hmm. But it makes it difficult mm-hmm. to find those ways to find contemporary, really contemporary pieces that you can do that with you know okay. yeah it, uh, beowulf a new translation I by maria Donovan mm-hmm. yeah Marie, okay yo how, dude how, how do we get um you know i know you have a ton of experience with younger children um how do you get no you do how do you what books would you not let your kiddos read because of language or would you teach them outside of that because what i i get ner- i i want to teach certain things i want everyone to watch ted lasso oh yeah. my gosh and i tried mm-hmm. to watch it with my mom the other day and i said listen mom Ooh. there's some language i took my computer and i sat at her rehab and i said okay we're gonna watch ted lasso and we started it and, and i'm gonna prep you for this i go mom there's Virginia. some language in it but the that doesn't matter that's how they that's how they speak it, how how can we get people to not let that be past all it? they focus on mm-hmm. and like look at like the Ted Lasso makes everyone want to be a better pe- mm-hmm. better person, right? Yeah. And right. all of the 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 warmth and the warm fuzzies and all of the things about it that don't even matter. I don't even I don't even listen to the language. It's not because I'm desensitized to it, but I'm looking at a deeper thing. How can we get people to not be hung up on certain words uh, well i think it's a word what does it matter i'm right i am with you and i am not a mom but i have been taking care of kids for a very long time and i don't think there's a lot of books that i would keep from them i always get you know texts from my older sisters who have kids who actually have kids and they're <laughs> like can my 9 year old watch this movie i can't remember if it's bad and i mean i grew up watching Greece when I was three, like mm-hmm. I just, there was never any real boundaries there. And I think it's damaging in certain ways to keep students and children 
and teenagers from these words. It's as if we're trying to protect them from something that they already know. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's interesting that we allow them and actually make them read books like the Scarlet Letter, which is about a woman having an affair. And everybody knows what that means. And, you know, a lot goes unsaid, but she's sleeping with another man who's not her husband and she gets pregnant. And that's something that we teach, but we can't teach books that don't have anything to do with affairs because they have a couple of swear words, which doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. Sure. And it's like I said before, it's like the whole thing about, you know, don't teach them about sex because then they won't have it, which is not true. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Because the, the more they're going to figure it out decisions, on their own. It's better to right. have an educated decision. And, right. And Which is what I always say to my yeah. the kids yeah. that I nanny no whenever I accidentally say a swear word or they hear one in a song or somebody says a swear word and they say that's a bad word. I always say, no, it's an adult word <laughs> because I'm an adult and I know what it means and know like Anyway, it's whether an adult it's word a, in my whether opinion, it's a not noun, a bad verb, word. Or adjective. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Yes. It's about context, really. It really right. is. Yeah. And that's, I think, really ideally what you would teach is context. And certain words are appropriate in certain contexts, and they're not in other contexts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Wow, what an amazing, what an amazing uh, show and thank, gosh, conversation, fabulous conversation. I'm so sad we're at the end of our 50 minutes. I feel like maybe we talked too much. I would have loved to talk more with you. We should have shut up more. Yeah. Can we have you back? Yes. That would be fantastic. Yeah. I love that. Best of luck at continuing to grow your audience and affecting Mm -hmm. change with all those teens out there that are maybe on the borderline of even reading and getting them involved. I just think that's fantastic. Anything that helps our kiddos Mm -hmm. want to enjoy a book. Well, and open Mm -hmm. up perspective of other places that they will never experience. Yeah. So thank you. Thank and you. Thank you. That's what reading does. Yep. It gives us opportunity to experience things we wouldn't otherwise experience. And I just want to do one little takeaway from this conversation um, is you don't have this conversation is good for any person. If you are a parent and you want to kid get your kids more engaged in reading, Brief podcast is the place to do that. Look, let's look at this book and see what it says. Let's let's look at all these books and summarize. Let's get a little summary and see what sounds interesting to you. Yeah, and let those kids make a choice based on a summary from a beautiful, smart, intelligent, independent woman that knows her shiz. Right? Oh, look at you. Look at you censoring yourself, Patricia. I know. Censored. I know. I know. What? What? But um, not authentic. But it's not, I know we're, we're all teacher. I know. Okay. She knows her shit. I'm sorry. I was just trying to be cool and I can't. That's not cool. No one. To say shiz. It's so dumb. That's so passe. It's so, so, so Yeah, and it's so not bad. So, so embarrassed. It's so not bad I'm so sorry. Thank you very much. Uh, Don't pretend to be someone that you're not. Yeah. yeah. Well, you guys, this is a bunch of bullshits. Stop. Okay, we have to end now because yeah, we gotta go. Free before we're taking off the air. I love you. Thank, Thank you. you. Have Thank a great you. day. Thanks for listening to It's a Great Day to Talk. Be sure to follow and subscribe to us on your favorite podcast platform. And until next week, get out there and talk. This has been a production from a podcast studio.